Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to BYT Radio. My name is Brandon Weatherby. You are listening to Full Service Radio from the Line Hotel in beautiful Adams Morgan. BYT Radio stands for Brightest Young Things Radio, which is a website that I'm the managing editor, brightestyoungthings.com. We publish stuff about arts and culture and occasionally sports, lots of protest stuff, lots of happenings in and around the Washington, D.C. area. Sitting with me this week is BYT Photography. So happy to be here. Just He's jumping out of his seats. Nicholas, Carl, and Nick, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Nick or Nicholas, what do you prefer? I've never actually asked you that. Nick's fine. Okay, but your email is Nicholas. So whenever I send you to an event to cover for BYT, they, they expect like a fancy man with a top hat. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. Fantastic. <laughs> why Then why go by Nick if you have the option of Nicholas? Because I think Nicholas is a wonderful name. Uh, my parents called me that. But <laughs> parents call a lot of people a lot of things, man. <laughs> Names are fluid. Gender's fluid, man. Why I live such a binary lifestyle. Yeah, did you watch Roseanne this week? No, I wanted to, actually. I watched that show as a kid. Jack, did you watch Roseanne this week? No, but I followed the coverage. Okay, you're... Uh, see, yeah. uh, you're coming at this from a eh, point of view. Nick is, Nick's coming from a eh, point of view, and I'm in. I'm all in. You're all in. I'm yeah. hashtag all in, which is a wrestling thing that I will not talk about on this show. That's a different <laughs> lifestyle choice of mine. Jack, why are you not more interested in the not-reboot with the continuation of Roseanne. I am Roseanne. interested. Um, I didn't really watch it growing up. It wasn't my show. So You're 32 uh-huh. or 31? 32. 32. It was on TV. Like I recognize the theme song and the characters. I understand movie. that, but I think there's a huge difference, and I feel like Nick and I are the like the oldest, youngest people <laughs> you could be to be into Roseanne. Oh, okay. And co-worker Jen Tisdale, uh, she writes about this in her piece. She reveals her age. She's a few years older than me. She's all... Like, this was totally her wheelhouse. So then I missed it maybe by a few years. Exactly. And I think those two few years are formative because if you remember Roseanne, you probably remember the last season, which is like a horrible but wonderful fever dream. And it doesn't really help make the show good. Where the first... Four to five seasons are damn near perfect. It's the same with The Simpsons. Like, The Simpsons yeah. season four through ten are, like, perfect. Yeah. And then everything around it, it's like, it's not horrible. And you need those first three seasons where they're finding their legs. And then now, it's just, I guess this is The Simpsons. I'm glad everyone's getting paid and there are jobs, <laughs> but it's not. You know what I mean? Anyways, so how old are you, Nick? 32. 32. So it, you did like it oh, yeah. while it was on, or did you like it in syndication? I mean, I liked it while it was on. I watched, okay. Yeah, like, I liked it. Uh, I watched it with my mom, because... I grew up in like a single family. Okay, so see, like, I think that's another thing. Are you poor white trash, Jack? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Single family. No, I am. We I'm, grew up on food stamps. So okay, so we're all roughly the same boat here. Yeah, we're at the beautiful Line Hotel in Annapolis. <laughs> Look did how you, far we've come. Do you do you still talk to your mother? Yes. Okay. Does she know what you do for a living? Uh, she's still confused by it. But, okay, agreed. My mother is as well. Uh, Nick, does your mother know what you do for a living? She's not here. She's not here. She's dead. Yeah. You have a dead mom. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you miss your dead mom? Uh, See, is, that's a weird question to is ask. Is it a like, weird question to ask? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. That's a good I, answer. I'm glad you missed yeah. her. I'm sorry that that... She, but it happens. That does happen. Yeah. Death happens, everybody, at the beautiful <laughs> Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. It doesn't D. happen at the Line Hotel. It might happen at the Line Hotel. What was this not. place before it was uh, the Church Line? of Christian Science. There you go. Some, 
bad things. Yeah, real bad things. We're gonna we're gonna put the Church of Christian Science <laughs> under the bus here. Real dark timeline on this show. I'm liking it so much. Mm. Uh, do you think you appreciate life more because you you uh, you've loved and lost and, uh, and and the baseball season's here and you've covered a lot of protests? Do you, I'm serious in this question, Nick. Yeah. Do you feel like you appreciate life more because of what's happened in your life? Yeah, I'm I mean, trying to stay vague so it's not super depressing. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think we all have to like go through that, but you know. I, I grew up, I think, really fast in a couple months. Yeah. And then I was 32, and I was like, wow, I'm old now. Yeah, you are old I'm now. Seeing, you know, my family go through stuff. That's so, what, yeah. That's, like, so that's why you probably yeah, will enjoy the reboot of Roseanne. Yeah. The hit television show on ABC. <laughs> we got to give it some plugs out there, everybody. Roseanne, available Sponsored on Hulu. Hulu, everybody. Hulu is a network you watch when you say you don't watch TV, but you watch more TV than you ever have before. You just use your laptop to do it. Hulu, everybody. Hulu.com. <laughs> Anyways, love the reboot of Roseanne. Um, yeah, I'm, don't spoil it for me. Uh, they're still Dan's poor. Still I don't know why he's alive. <laughs> they're in the same house with the same couch. Do you think they're doing well financially? Mm. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm enjoying the amount of progressives who think that they're like, wow, how clever of her to play a Trump supporter on the show now. Like, a oh, lot of yeah. people don't realize that that's... Well, I think which I don't have a problem with at all, but I think... You know what? If you did, 32-year-old white man, Jack, had a problem with that, I think they should cancel the show. How dare... <laughs> I know. How dare... This is my biggest problem with the Billy Eichner thing. Uh, big fan of Billy Eichner, right side of history, 9 out of 10 times, which is a very good ratio. Uh, he's, he's against the show because it's like Roseanne shouldn't be a Trump supporter. And uh, ridiculous. I, I mean, teach his own... Yeah. Uh, let, and, and the good thing about the show, the wonderful thing about the show thus far, not really a spoiler here, because uh, if you've seen any of the coverage, it's it's not a spoiler. Uh, Jackie's not. Yeah. So they're still representing both sides, and mm. that's nice. It's nice to represent both sides to a point. Brady Chunk thinks doesn't really represent both sides. Uh, we stand by one side of history. Uh, that side of history is the right side of history. Speaking of the right side of history, Nicholas Carlin, last weekend you covered the March for Life. Yeah. March for Our Lives. Yeah, March for Our Lives. Because March That's for Life totally sounds like a pro-life rally. <laughs> okay, um, this is not the first rally and or march that you've covered for British Young Things. No. It's probably the... like. There's, there's a lot. This at least <laughs> in the last 18 months, I'd say there's over a dozen. Is yeah. that fair to say? Uh, a lot of them yeah. came really close around the election and around the inauguration. Yeah, and there was some that just kind of happened. Like, yeah. It was like a rally at you know, Lafayette. And exactly. So, um, now that you've done this for a dozen times... Do you enjoy doing it? Uh, I enjoy aspects. I just don't enjoy like covering marches or protests anymore. Why is that? I just think there's just too many people like covering. Okay. Like, oh, there's too much. There's, there's too many photographers and journalists, etc. Yeah, I mean, there, it's it's good that people are out and like shooting. And I'm not the person to say you shouldn't be, but like, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like there's more cameras than protesters. So did that? Just, did the, okay? So I was in Philadelphia for March for Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a race. That's a weird thing to say. I just need to qualify. I wasn't like running away from the kids. I'm, I'm with the kids. Anyways, uh, <laughs> get, get, get out of here. Yeah. This is the two things that I found very odd about March for Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I didn't realize how many satellite marches there were going to be. That was so yeah, impressive. Well, There's awesome. there marches everywhere. Yeah. Number two, tell me if, I, you've, if uh, Jack, if you could chime in on this too. If either of you heard this phrase... Uh, I was checking into the hotel, and the the person in front of us was asking, like, hey, is the hotel full? And the concierge said, yeah, it's full because there's a volleyball tournament going on. Um, There's there's the Love Run race tomorrow, and there's the anti-NRA walk. 
Well, that's whoa! I didn't hear that. that like watered it down. But like that's <laughs> the thing. I I didn't think of it. Number one is an anti NRA thing, but it kind yeah. of was. Is it? It should be. The I mean, answer yeah, is full of yeah. jamokes. Come on. Uh, yeah. And number two, uh, a walk. It sounds like a very pleasant. Like we're gonna walk against breast cancer. It doesn't seem like <laughs> a march. It just seemed odd more than anything else. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was bringing that up, but the March of Our Lives is probably, I think it's safe to say, the, the second largest gathering yeah. in modern D.C. history. Uh, the, the, oh, no, sorry. If, after post-Obama inaugurations, mm-hmm. it would go number one, Women's March, mm-hmm. number two, March of Our Lives. Is that true, Nick? Yeah, I think that's what I've heard. And you covered... Well, uh, number one, Trump's inauguration, but... See, why are you oh, making yeah, that joke? We all, <laughs> what, what's the point of that? What's the point? We all know what happened. Why you got to do that? Beat the dead horse. Come on. It's, do you think that's a smart thing to do? You should watch the hit television show Roseanne. You'll learn. What's the point of making fun of that? Seriously. Why don't we make fun of the fat kid for being fat? That'll make him feel better. What's the point? I was quoting the White House. Oh, come on. What are you doing? Now, what, you're really making fun of that guy? Why are you shining a light on that dude? SS. Don't shine a light on SS. Yes. That's his initials. SS. I'm a spice, smart man. Spice boy. Oh, man. Okay, if your nickname was Old Spice Boy, would you love that nickname? <laughs> and if that was your nickname, would it determine your life? I don't know, but I'm going to trademark that right I now. I think you should. <laughs> Do you wear Old Spice? I actually put some on this morning. Do the you last really? Bit, I had to like take the, the plastic thing out of the deodorant. Oh, so you're using was, Old like, Spice deodorant. I'm yeah. talking about like Old Spice, like old men that were sailors or said they were sailors, but they were really just closeted war. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The the like cologne old spice. Oh, no. Oh, no. I used Brute before, though. Did, okay, that? that's... Oh, wow. That's <laughs> like the... Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, did you ever use Old Spice, Old Spice? Not deodorant, because I've used a deodorant I've as well. had Brute before. I have a Sicilian, I had a Sicilian grandfather. Hell so. Yeah. Yeah. so my grandfather used Old Spice. Wow. To me, that sounded both... Smelled as a child horrible, but also like the most manly smell yeah. possible. <laughs> so if I was referred to either as a compliment or an insult as old spice boy i think i'd feel stronger i don't think i'd feel healthier you know what i mean i feel like i would always have the meat sweats regardless of what i put into my body but i'd feel stronger i would definitely have more hair on my chest or it might fall off both i mean i'd probably have less hair on my head and more hair on my chest true anyways back to the matter at hand the women's march (laughs) okay so when you cover the women's march Mm -hmm. um I think it was fair to say that the feeling at that time was sort of, in a weird, odd way, hopeful. It was, it was a, a way for a, a bunch of people that felt that they weren't represented the day before to gather and to make their voice heard. Is that fair to say, Nick? I mean, coming from a straight white guy, like, yeah, I would, yeah. Okay, yeah, now. Definitely. What was the feel or the mood last mm. Saturday in Washington, D.C.? Um, I mean, it was really calm, actually. I don't, it was... It was surreal to be, you know, like led by a bunch of children. That would as like kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. When we say children, we mean literal children. Yeah. And your photos, by the way, great photos. There's hundreds, if not thousands, of photos on the site. (laughs) Um, And and I really like these photos because um, you shot it, Clarissa shot it, uh, Javar. Johnny shot it, Javar shot it, brand new photographer shot it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the reason why I like this because everybody got a little different thing. Um, Johnny definitely went more for like the military aspects and the local aspect covering like the go-go performers yeah. and stuff like that. You were definitely doing a lot of crowd stuff. We had somebody that's doing just portraits. And I mm-hmm. think it's a really good um, – if you've been following British Chunk things and you've been following the protest over the last 18 months, is that fair to say? Yeah, it's been like one They concert. all <laughs> seem to have a relatively different feel. Yeah. 
And I and I and this one felt a little bit different. This one felt a little bit more somber. Yeah, like this was the first one I think that I I mean, I think I just stopped taking photos and just wanted to be a part of it whereas, you know, I try and separate myself and sure. I think that's what most, you know, journalists want to do, but yeah. I think that you know, this was one of the first ones where I got like kind of teary-eyed. Okay, so this so was just, probably but, the most and, emotional of yeah, all of them. And, yeah, but it's also like you know, taking photos of kids, kind yeah. of you know, like being upset and not trying to, you know, solicit that, make it, you know, take advantage of that situation. That seemed kind of strange to me, and I'm just that's just me. No, but, I, I think that that's a, um, a very interesting thing to point out, and I think yeah. that it's good that you are cognizant of that fact. Do you feel like if you kept doing stuff like this, you'd maybe not consider that it wouldn't be a big of a deal to photograph children going no, through this stuff? I mean, you know, just like every, it's. That's just how like news happens, and yeah. you know, there's it's it's hard to describe that. I guess I would say that that's just probably not where my direction would be. Yeah, other photographers will do that. I mean, that's that's they're really good at their jobs, and they cover the news, and they do it very well. And they don't let things like that like stop them, and they get great images out of that, and they can actually tell a good story. Um, I'm, I would say that I'm not the best. I would definitely say I'm not the best. You know news journalist photographer uh-huh. you know protest photographer whatever you want to call it but you know that's just how things like that's just my direction so what is your wheelhouse if it's not protest stuff what do you love to shoot uh i, I enjoy shooting uh, actual like sit down portraits and kind of getting to talk to people and to know you know a little bit about them and then kind of get uh, a chance to uh, project that through an image that you know seems interesting or as you know Street portraits are fine too, but I kind of just rather. You want a posed? You control the setting. Uh, yeah, to a limited amount. You okay. know, it's more casual and to get a personality. Is there a photographer that, or an exhibit, or mm-hmm. a book that really made you want to do this? Yeah, uh, there's a couple. It's like Sam Jones is really good. He's got a book out right now. He just does these fantastic black and white portraits, and then he does um, another podcast slash like TV show. Um, interviewing celebrities and like comedians and people mm-hmm. in the arts, and he's it, it, like awesome. He's been doing it for years. And then uh, there's uh, uh, Danny Clench came out uh, with a couple books actually, and it's just awesome. Now uh, you shoot on digital. Mm-hmm. You also occasionally shoot on film. Yeah, I think it's just as more of a fun thing. Do these two guys yeah. that you just mentioned? Do they shoot digital or do they shoot film? Uh, they started well. They started in film, and just because of costs, and sure. I'm sure they just do both, but. Um, they definitely do both. Still. So you're not doing anything that would be considered sacrilegious. No, I'm not a purist. I don't think. Okay. You know, like, are I, there many left when it comes to this? I, honestly, there's too many. There's too many purists. Yeah. Okay. I, well, that sounds. You don't know. No, it sounds how it sounds. Now, on the other side of that, there's Instagram. There's yeah. your phone, and you seem to be not. You don't seem to enjoy that camp. No, I'm kind of slow with my Instagram. Okay, why why are you still using thousand dollar cameras and thousand dollar lenses when you could be using your an iPhone? Um, I suck with my iPhone. Okay, so do you think you can achieve what you achieve? Yeah, with your gear, I I, I know I couldn't. You know you couldn't no, because of your yeah. skill level or because the technology isn't there or or I just, what? I just suck at it. Like I, you know, I'll be out. Uh, covering something mm-hmm. or i'll just be i always have a camera with me so whenever you know walking around like a bunch of people or something mm-hmm. and you see like the couple that's like oh can you take a photo 
And then I look at the photo after I take it, and it looks like my grandma took it. Well, that's because it's not your phone. I just, I don't even know what I, like, it's just weird to me. Okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I just never, I never get a good photo with it, so. Do you, could you think of one person that shoots solely on their phone that you think is a great photographer? <laughs> oh, uh, actually, uh, Amy. Amy Fong. Okay, good. Like, we'll send this to Amy. Yeah. And hopefully we will get raises out of it. Okay. So, um, yeah, more money. That was a weird whisper. I don't like that whatsoever. One bit. Okay. So, um, it seems right now that we're in this very odd and wonderful time where we don't need to worry about space like we used to. I mean, when yeah. I started doing this, <laughs> I'm 35. When I started doing this, I'm going to move this mic. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. Um, in my high school paper, when I was the editor of my high school paper, we still used film. Yeah. So we didn't have many opportunities to shoot hundreds of things to whittle it down to one to put in the newspaper. By the mm-hmm. time I got to college, we had like two digital cameras. Yeah. And they were like, the, at this point, the quality, they were like $10,000 each, and they were the quality of like an iPhone 3. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it was. And you still kind of had to worry about how many shots you could take because of the, the, the size of it. We no longer have to worry about that. Yeah. You could shoot literally thousands of stuff on your Nikon. Stuff. You could shoot thousands of photographs on your Nikon and not really have to worry about size. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is making your job easier or more difficult? Is it changing the way we view the world? Yeah. Answer I mean, the biggest question possible, please. <laughs> well, it, apparently we get more content uploaded to the internet every single day than we have like bef- pre-digital mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. in that same amount of time. So it's it's kind of crazy. Like it's information that's you know like food and fit, you know selfies and stuff like that. It's it's hard to find good content, but mm-hmm. when you but because of the access and like the fact that there is this, you know, we're in the digital realm, like that gives a lot of people that couldn't afford these cameras to actually be able to, you know, build it on their craft. And Perfect. Let's say you were it. born 20 years prior. Do you yeah. think you could be doing this as a full time job or would it what, just be too, or the, would the cost of entry just be too high? Oh, 20 years ago? Yeah, 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, man. I mean... If you, all, all film. No, like, the, the start of digital. Yeah, I would say it would be more... It's definitely more expensive. Uh, and it's also a timely process. Like, you know, nowadays we take a picture and we can look right at it, like, mm-hmm. immediately. And that's like, you know, oh, my God, like, satisfying and things like that. But then, like, you have to be patient. And I'm not a patient You're person. You're not a patient so person. So, this, so yeah. this is good for you, then. Yeah, I, I shoot... I mean, I'll shoot film just to, like, have fun. And So that's I, fun to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How much do you spend? Do you think on film processing? Uh, I limit it. I'm again. I'm. I would say you get like eight bucks a roll mm-hmm. just to buy it, and then I take mine to a local shop out here in DC to develop for like another eight bucks, or you can like send it out, and there's a bunch okay. of places that'll do it. So it gets to be kind of expensive, and that's not even if you get to scan the film if you want to do that or print it, and then yeah, all of a sudden this this like just for thirty six images or ten. It gets really, really expensive. But do you find the joy in holding the photo after it's been printed? Yeah, I mean that's you still, do. Yeah, okay. no, no, there's a there's a difference between seeing a print and then like you know because you can get your digital images printed. Are you that's, envious of people that are able to just shoot on film, or is it still just like you wouldn't feel that joy, that instant gratification? No, I, I would. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. Like, okay, again, like I'm not a purist. I just, I there's certain jobs that I do that people want film for Mm -hmm. and it's just the aesthetic or it's just you know it slows me down a little bit too so it's kind of fun to do it that way and i'll you know use that but 
Do you find it weird that you've probably gone on more dates with not your girlfriend in the past five years than any other uh, person that's not cheating on their spouse? Because you cover a lot of food events for British Young Things. You cover a lot of like party events for British Young Things. You used to yeah. cover a lot of concerts for British Young Things. Yeah. Uh, you and I have gone on very romantic dates. Oh, I think Hazel I is think probably my on, number one yeah, I think romantic date with you. Oh, that was so isn't that good? They gave us that little platter and the thing, and they gave us like a little card. Was, anyways, um, I still have that. Do you still have that? That's great. We had a romantic time. Uh, do, do you and or your partner ever get jealous of each other's romantic dates with other people? Well, she goes out with Kaylee a lot. She I go out with you, yeah. yeah. You, go out, you go out with Kaylee, too? Some, yeah. Yeah. For the, I, I for kinda, the people I'm listening like, I'm like, at home and in the beautiful Line Hotel, uh, <laughs> Kaylee is uh, on the editorial staff of Brayshack Things, and Clarissa... Uh, happens to be Nick's partner, and she is also a photographer for Brody Shunk Things. Yeah, we're hence like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful situation. Do, do you recommend places to each other, and do you end up using going to these places? Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a person of habit, but okay. she's always like, "Well, what do you want? You know, we had." Are, at this spot, and this you spot live, and I always forget about like. Oh, that's wonderful. You're a person of habit. That's great because if you're staying in the beautiful Line Hotel, you're in Adams Morgan, maybe for the first time. You yeah. live around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah where Where are your habit places in Adams Morgan? Where do you love to go? Um, I'm sure this isn't a surprise, but I absolutely love Roofers. You love Roofers I Union. Love yeah, yeah. Now I love. I prefer Jug and Table, which is the first yeah. floor of Roofers Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Jack, have you ever been to uh, Roofers Union? I have not yet. Okay, go to Jug and Table. They're on yeah. the first floor. They're the wine bar, hence the name. It's uh, it looks like it came out of a name generator. It's a horrible name, but it's accurate because they serve jugs of wine yeah. and it's like half price for certain amounts of whatever. And you're like, Oh, I could totally drink a jug. And then you realize like, Oh no, that's like four bottles of wine. Yeah. And then you're like, I drank four bottles of wine. I'm the best. And go, go to, to jug and table. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that Jack and Jack Rose is a, is a wonderful spot. Yeah. You were just there. Yes. You shot a lot of events at Jack Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible lighting in Jack Rose for a photographer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, downstairs at German Green. It's damn near impossible yeah. to shoot, and it's yeah. the best whiskey selection in mm-hmm. the, in the DMV region. Oh yeah, it's a destination. It, it's to amazing. A lot of people. So, uh, do you have any tips for photographers <laughs> if you're shooting with very poor lighting, specifically in a food and or drink situation? Do you have any quick tips, or do those not exist? There's no quick. I mean, there's no quick tips. There's no quick tips, but other than like, you know, take advantage of. Uh, not using a flash because people hate that at a bar. Do you ever <laughs> like using a flash? Yeah, I okay. use it all the time, but I don't know. Sometimes if, um, like, for instance, um, we covered 600T, and it was an awesome spot, had this great vibe, and, you know, everybody was, you know, drunk already when I got there, so I didn't want to use a flash or anything, so um, I was using, like, candlelight and okay. kind of stuff to get the mood because if you're, I think if you're going to be taking photos for an article that's going to be accurate to the experience that people get and mm-hmm. you kind of have to play off of that that's interesting um yeah. you and i did one of my favorite things to do this week uh the washington yeah. nationals uh major league baseball begins today yes as soon as the show is over i'm gonna try to stream the cubs game but the nets actually uh, got postponed because yeah. they're in cincinnati it's a bad weather anyways uh we got to go on the nats tour on monday it was much shorter than in years past. Yeah, but it was pretty interesting, yeah. and I had a fun time. Did you have a fun time? Yeah. Uh, are you going to talk about the VR? I will talk a little bit about the VR. It's so cool. Now, did you? When we were shooting there, I was directing you. I was telling you what I wanted. Yeah. You were shooting on your own. Is that annoying from a photographer's point of view? Maybe to some. I mean, I, okay. I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty laid back. You're a baseball fan. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a. Yeah. Okay, I, you're I, a baseball fan. Yeah. I Who's your team? 
Um, I'd have to say the O's. Because you grew up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you still following the O's? Yeah, enough. Like, enough. Yeah. When you're does does your partner like baseball in any way whatsoever? Uh, she does not. She's yeah. not. Yeah. Is there? Do you when you do you try to talk to other people about sports? Or when I like, when I do, I screw it all up and I you mess screw up it all names. up. Okay. <laughs> Have you tried to convince your partner to maybe watch a baseball game with you? I want to go to a baseball game. Have she? With her. Have you not gone to a baseball game with her? Not yet. Why? No, we just she doesn't like sports as much. She likes basketball. Okay, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we the gonna, future. We were, yeah, yeah. That's the future of all sports. It should be. Yeah. They're the most socially progressive. Unlike baseball, Daniel Murphy. Google Daniel Murphy gaze. Everybody, go <laughs> oh, home no. and just Google Dan- Jackie doing it right now. Daniel Murphy gaze. Uh, he'll probably be wearing a Mets uniform. This came out when they were playing the Cubs in the 2015 NLCS. Did you find it? Yeah. Yikes. You want to read it, please. Yeah. Just Daniel, give, us, give us the headline. Just, yeah. The headline was Daniel Murphy disagrees with the gay lifestyle. There it is. Lifestyle oh. being in quotes. There it is. Yeah. Daniel Murphy, everybody. Man. Anyways, um, <laughs> baseball opening day. I'm excited. I'm yeah. legitimately excited. Um, you I couldn't think, stop talking about it last time. Like, a bit, I was also asking you about Chicago. I'm very, oh very excited about it. Like, this wouldn't end if I... I just said Chicago twice now. Yeah, I know. This is so you're thing. like getting sweaty. Um... <laughs> The Cubs are about to play the Miami Marlins. We'll win this series. We'll start out long, uh, strong. Um, Kyle Schwarber lost so much weight. He went from a, a pudgy, cute boy to like a, a ripped man. I don't like it at all. One bit. Anyways, um, that has nothing to do with BradyShunkThings.com. But we do have a baseball <laughs> preview up right yeah. now on BradyShunkThings.com. I understand that the majority of our readers do not care about baseball whatsoever. So yeah, but there's dogs at the stadium, too. There is dogs at the stadium. <laughs> so um, dogs are cool. There are, it's a nine-point uh, article. There's nine innings, and mm-hmm. there's nine talking points. Only one of them is actually about baseball. The other eight talking points are about uh, things around baseball, the park, where to eat, stuff like yeah. that. So I think I wrote a preview that everyone that goes to BritishYoungThings.com could possibly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, I, I really like your photos. We ended up using the feature photo that I made you shoot. Our foam fingers is the feature photo. Yeah. I really like that because I didn't see anybody else getting that. Uh <laughs> Uh, final question: When you're dealing with other photographers yeah. and you're trying to get a shot that they don't, that you don't want anybody else to get, yeah, how do you make sure that doesn't happen? I don't take the same shot. I just walk away. <laughs> I just get like, okay, but oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say like they see you alone and then they come and follow you to shoot what you were shooting because that happened at the Nats Park. I was yeah. like, hey Nick, get this shot, and you're like, all right, and then five other people saw you shooting that and then they got that shot too. Yeah, uh, that happens. I don't know. I guess. I'll I'll shoot it and then kind of maybe come back if I can. I don't okay. know, like you can't you can't stop people from stealing or like snaking on it. But like so here's just, here's how you can do it. Okay, just yell at them. No, no, don't yell at anything. Uh, if it's a food shoot, yeah. Uh, as soon as eat you're done food. shooting, eat the food <laughs> and or smash the food down. I like so that you idea. can't do Armando and I last time we were shooting something at around the corner and. Yeah. S- they gave it specifically for BYT <laughs> for food to shoot, and then other people came around with their phone. I was like, "Fuck off! No, that's what we're doing. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! No, man, get your own shot." So we're a bunch of angry people that want to have the only shots that we get. We have brand new shots on the site. Uh, you should be jealous of this. We just shot the Renwick uh, new exhibit. Oh yeah, it's this that. Burning Man exhibit. That looks um, awesome. It does look awesome. And uh, from some, I have no desire to go to Burning Man. Yeah. At all? No, 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 no. I have a large desire to see this show that opens this weekend. Jack, have you been to Burning Man? I never, never will. That sounds right. Yeah. You like to shower. Yeah. And I, I know that's a stereotype, but sometimes stereotypes are true. Spot on. Sometimes Google nerds like to hang out in the desert and not shower. They should have got yeah. bullied more. Yeah. And you that's get like, right. I've heard you get like weird like dust fleas or whatever. Yeah, dirt get the, fleas get the hell out of here. That. I don't want that. Yeah. 
I just like to hit fake dingers. Speaking of <laughs> fake dingers at Nats Park, there's a new virtual reality uh, little home run derby thing. Uh, that's the second part of our nine points that you could do. Um, there's no proper batting cages in Washington, D.C., people. I think I've mentioned this before. Hey, the Line Hotel in beautiful Washington, D.C. and Adams Morgan, why don't you put a batting cage on the roof? You know oh. who would like that? Me and no one else. And, and I would come here dingers. every day alone hitting dingers. That's be, that'd be great. Dingers. Man, say dingers one more time. Uh, right. Dingers is... Uh, here's, here's, uh, we'll close before we go to Best Week in Bets with mm. a very controversial but 100% accurate statement. Mm. Everyone that has a gun that loves guns can't hit a dinger in a batting cage. Just throwing that out there. If you could hit a dinger in a batting cage, you wouldn't like guns. Have you ever hit a dinger? Have you ever hit a dinger? Have you ever made strong contact in a batting cage? Feels really good. It's the best powerful feeling. You know what you did? You concentrated. You shut off the world, and you hurt no one. Yeah. Except if you get hit. You hurt yourself, but if if you hurt yourself, you can't hit a dinger. Then you got hit by the pitch. Yeah. That's how baseball works, everybody. Wake up, sheeple. That's a great transition. We're going to come back with Best Weekend Bets. You're listening to BYT Radio. This song is called Chillin.bat by Rectech. Be right back. Every Thursday, that was a quick cut. Wow. Yeah, cut was, it now. That was, that was dramatic. <laughs> that was like also the weirdest cut because that was one of the few songs that is yeah. very easy to transition to. Yeah, well, that's you very know, mellow. You're like, no, we got to start. We got to get. We to- don't need to talk about this for too long, but it actually was a coincidental fade down. Was that it really happened in time with a point in the song where the beat see? Oh, I do see. Right, so I that's where see. I started fading it. And, I do. Yeah. Oh, like, look at that. I like that. Every time I hear fade now, anyone, time anyone ever says the word fade, I instantly think of Kanye's fade. Oh, wow. Which is amazing. It's really good. What a great man. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, this is going to be on BYT very soon. Uh, I do a talk show called You Me Them Everybody, and for the monologue on the uh, 311 show, I realized something very, very important that will now change my 2018 and possibly ever. Uh, Billy Corgan and Kanye West are the same person. If you want to wow. listen to that, go to youmethemeverybody.com. <laughs> Well, there's a, also, that's a 10-point plan. I will get into that much, much later. That, that will be its own episode of BYT Radio. <laughs> that's good. Uh, but anyways, every Thursday on BrightyShunkThings.com, we publish our best weekend bets. If you sign up for the mailing list, you'll get them before everybody else. So sign up for the mailing list. We do it in Washington, D.C. We have LGBTQ-friendly events. Also, a separate mailing list in Washington, D.C. We also have New York and Chicago best weekend bets. This week's Chicago theme is Dan Connor. Which loops us back to Roseanne. This week's DC theme is Bill Hader, mm-hmm. who seems like a nice man, and I'm basing that on nothing but interviews. I haven't seen Barry yet, but I've heard yeah, pretty rad stuff. So uh, we publish them on Thursday because in Washington DC, Thursday does count as the weekend. Yeah, kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. So today, Thursday, Nick, what are you recommending? Uh, O's today, three oh five, I think. 
I guess the Twins. Hmm? It's a uh, Oh, the O's versus the Twins. Yeah. And you're in That's Baltimore. Home. Yeah. So it's only it's 12:31 right now. You could probably find a ticket on StubHub for a really reasonable price yeah. and make it to Baltimore. Yeah, we talked hey. yeah, was like I'm sure it's like super cheaper. Have you been up all opening day? I haven't. I have a friend that is solely devoted his really? life to the O's and he has been. Jack, so. are you a baseball fan in any way whatsoever? Yeah, yeah. Like, have you been to opening day? Um, a Yankees opening day, yeah. Are you a Yankees fan? Yeah. Ooh. Sorry. So wait, wait. You grew up where in New York? Uh, I grew up in Long Island, and then. So were, there were more Long Island fans than, or sorry, there were more Yankees than Mets fans. Uh, not pretty divided, I think. Because you were, you're, so you were born in like '86. Yeah, that's right. So you were born in '86, and the Mets. That was are, the year. That exactly. Was, yep, I so, know. I, that's probably why I became a Yankees fan. Because so it's like there a push were a lot back. of Mets memorabilia from the year I was born, and I think my parents had like a sign, and I was like, ah, fuck this. I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. There's a new book I just finished called Everybody Lies, and uh, it's all about how you form your baseball team of who's ever good between the ages of like 8 and 13. When you were 8 to 13, I think you had Jeter's first World Series win. Yes. Yeah, so I think... Before that, I was a Don Mattingly fan. There you go. Yeah. Oh, so you were like two when that Simpsons episode came out with uh, Don. Was it? No, it was Steve Sachs, who was accused for every murder in Springfield. Yeah, but I don't think I was two. Is that how long ago? Two or three. It was like 88, 89, wasn't it? Maybe. Anyways, opening day. This is a baseball Opening day, $30 (laughs) tickets for standing room only. In Baltimore? Yeah. That's not bad. No. No. Uh, also, Baltimore might be my favorite trashy stadium experience to drink because there's those bars right across the yeah, street. Pickles. Pickles. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. They're totally not. fine. Yep. They used to have those at the Cubs games, but now it's like a fucking hotel. It's horrible. The Nats is way too expensive. Mm-hmm. You have to go like, we're recommending like Blue Jacket Craft, like the nicest yeah. beer pop, but it's really great because if you're going to pay for like a $10 beer, I'd rather get a, one of the best in the country if not Bud Light. Yeah. So like, I get it. It's just, we've snuck... Uh, tall boys, tall boy, natty bows mm-hmm. into the game before at, and, those, at the O stadium. How do you do that at the O stadium? Because uh, there's a trick that I will tell everyone once you finish. No, we actually had a friend of mine who had an O's jacket with like a, mm-hmm. the down inside, mm-hmm. had a ripped hole in the side, inside of it. So he sure. just sung it over his arm. Put the what six year back is in that? There. It was a couple of years ago. Do they have metal detectors now? Uh, they do now. They do no, now. but they check your jacket now. I think because of that. Oh like no, if, they do have metal detectors at every park. Yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely do, but. Uh, we did it two days in a row because we were just catching that's series. That's great. It was pretty awesome. That's great. So, so we saved like sixty dollars. Oh, that's great. So <laughs> I like how this is. I love how uh, uh, alcoholics like I saved sixty dollars. You didn't have to drink. No, 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 I saved that money. We did a new roof. I say I did some of the labor. I saved it. No, 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 no. you didn't save anything. You spent less. Yeah. Uh, what used to what used to work? This is a total alcoholic uh, tip, everybody. You mail yourself a flask. So here's how you do it. Uh, in Chicago, there's a lot of day games uh, at, at Wrigley Field. So there'd be a ton of people coming from work, which means it was more than appropriate to be like, "Oh, I'm I'm a lowly intern. I'm going. I have to go to the post office after the game. So I'm bringing a bunch of mail in with me. In one of the uh, thick envelopes, you put in a plastic flask full of whatever you want. You have to stamp it and, wow. sell, and address it. But if you address it to your address or your office address, even if they're like, we'll take that and mail it for you, they'll still just mail it back to you that's if they convenient. confiscate it. So that's your flask tip, everybody, wow. for baseball. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that a huge, like, uh, smart yeah, alcoholic that's thing? That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> just so that's sad. A, felt like Back to the Future for a second. All right. <laughs> that makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. The very funny Rory Scovel <laughs> begins a run at the DC Improv. Rory Scovel's legitimately funny. And I'm also going to recommend the uh, Brenda Taperly show at Do Drop In. Nick and I went to Do Drop In not that long ago, and it was great. 
I don't remember. Exactly. That's how often <laughs> you and I go on dates. It was it's the barbecue thing, the sloppy mamas thing. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what is your pick for Friday in and or around the Washington, D.C. region? Nick. Um, awesome Con. Awesome stuff. Con. Awesome Con begins. Yep. Tomorrow it runs all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the programming begins tonight at the Library of Congress, but AwesomeCon proper is at the Washington Convention Center, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll be shooting it on Saturday. We have some other people shooting it on Sunday. Go to brightyshunkthings.com for all the coverage of that on Monday. This mm-hmm. is our big Comic Con. Yeah, they love us. Have you been before? Yeah, a uh, few like two times now. Two Do you three. like it? Yeah, I mean it's the only time that I feel like I could probably dress up. Yeah, like Spider Man or something. Here's the fun thing: you could dress up whenever <laughs> you want. You like have now. agency. You don't need to wait for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are interested in Awesome Con in any way whatsoever, you might be interested in our interview with Will Friedel. You might know him from Boy Meets World. He'll be at Awesome Con. Jen Tisdale did that interview. Uh, so that's our Awesome Con pick for Friday. Uh, I'm going to recommend that exhibit we talked about earlier at the Renwick. It's called No Spectators. It's that Burning mm-hmm. Man exhibit. Go to BrightShineThings.com and look at the photos for that. Uh, it's going to be neat i'm going to also recommend because this is on full service radio full service radio has a party at songbird there's no cover uh right there's no cover absolutely not and that's at 10 p.m uh, 11, it's a 11 later p.m. show late. yeah we get, oh great 11 p.m we get weird it's great no top 40 wow how weird of you oh i only bring up the top 40 <laughs> thing weird. because jen teasdale the byt contributor uh saw me promoting this online and i said we will absolutely not be playing any top 40 and said oh i got excited for a moment thinking this said you will be playing top 40. <laughs> <laughs> don't give the people what they want is the answer to that's that that's right but yeah that's a fun thing to do uh songbird has four dollar pbrs all boys so. mm-hmm. you know it's cheaper sneaking some beer in or you yeah. mail yourself a flask at songbird that's really they don't have metal detectors there everybody all right saturday what's your picnic uh i've been seeing previews for isle of dogs there we that go. looks rad. That I, does look rad. It, I don't know. That's no, why are you too. saying I don't know? You no, stand I, by your cultural appropriation film, I Love Dogs. I Love Dogs. I Love Dogs, too. I, really I do. get it. All right. <laughs> I'm going to recommend the uh, Blossom Kite Festival. It's the only yeah. uh, official Cherry Blossom Festival uh, programming that I try to do every year. It's wonderful. It'll make you feel good about the world. Um, it's not supposed to be that bad in terms of weather. Uh, it's been horrible in the past. Uh, hope for wind? I don't know what to say to that. Uh, so that's going to be my Saturday day pick. My Saturday early evening, it's kind of late pick, is uh, Bustin' Loose. It's a dance competition party and tribute to DC dance and music at the Uline Arena. And it's probably the most DC thing you could do this weekend that does not involve the cherry blossoms in any way whatsoever. I was going to say cherry blossoms. What? For Sunday. Sunday, April 1st, yeah. which is both Easter and April Fool's Day. If I was a teen, I'd make a Jesus coming back from the dead joke. Here, quick quick Jesus story here. We got some time. We're in a little early. Quick Jesus story. Jack, do you know what the Stations of the Cross are? The Stations of the Cross. The Father, the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, yeah? Nope. nope. I'm, I don't know. Nick, don't do you know what the Stations of the Cross are? I thought I knew. No. Okay. okay. No. Are either of you men Catholic? My yeah, girlfriend's I mean, Catholic. Yeah, I great. was raised yeah. sort of Did, great. suburban Catholic. So I went to Catholic school for the duration of my education. I was not baptized Catholic, but because I went to Catholic school the entire time, I have to know everything about Catholicism because they, it's, they have a religion, and religion class essentially is just Catholicism. Anyways, Sisters of the Cross are like paintings or statues you see around the yeah, church. Yeah, so there's yeah, 15 yeah. of them. So the actual cross of uh, Jesus Christ hanging, Jesus Christ pose by Soundgarden in the middle, that's, that's, the, that's part of the Sisters of the Cross. So the Stations of the Cross, they re- it's called the Passion Play, and they reenact the Passion Play uh, usually on Good Friday. 
which is tomorrow. So I went to a Catholic school in eighth grade. You are the cast for the Passion Play. So this actually relates to opening day. I've done this story about 13 times. Uh, I Like I said before, not baptized Catholic. I was the only non-Catholic in my Catholic school. There was one African-American boy, and there was also one guy that went to be drafted by the New York Yankees in the minor league system. The man that was drafted by the New York Yankees in the minor league system, uh, he was playing the role of Jesus Christ. The uh, only black kid in our class, the only black boy in our class, uh, was playing the role of the criminal that was hung next to Jesus that repented. Me, the only kid that was not baptized Catholic, was played the role of the criminal next to Jesus that was hung on the cross that did not repent and went to hell. All right. So we do the passion play. And the passion play, the play, I don't know if you guys, uh, spoiler alert, they hang you from the cross. Okay? And because I was 14 at the time, I was uh, not going to wear my basketball shorts like a stupid bro. I was going to wear my cool boxer briefs. Not boxer briefs, sorry, just boxers. Just cool boxers. Because, you know, I'm a 14-year-old cool dude. I yeah. wore boxers. Um, fun, fun fact, uh, Mary Magdalene is the, uh, the one that portrayed Mary Magdalene. I had a crush on. I had a crush on her for a long time. And she took off my robes. Uh-oh. So you walk around church with robes while your peers beat you with whips. And then the girl you've liked touches you and takes off your robe and then hangs you from the cross. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm the criminal hung next to Jesus Christ, 14 years old. Mary Magdalene just touched me. I'm wearing boxers. Fun fact, boxers have that little slit in the middle. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And all of a sudden, this is a sex crime in the Catholic Church. The man hung next to Jesus Christ who does not have abs. He had abs at 14. Jesus Christ, is ab- that's not fair. I mean, it's totally fair. He earned them. He worked out for them. I didn't, but I was cool. Uh, I'm just uh, hanging there with a, an, an erect boy penis. Oh. And uh, wow. no one says anything because like, they can't because that's illegal. Wow. I am clearly not repenting. Just burning this into my memory forever. Uh, here's, a, here's a sadder fun fact. Uh, I don't know if you guys know how churches work and grade schools work, but if, uh, if you go to a Catholic school, they usually place the older kids in the back so the young kids are up front. So there's three sections. So in the front left section is the preschool. Front middle oh, section no. is the kindergarten. Uh-huh. Front it's first grade. So, it's like, so the preschool, there's <laughs> oh second God. graders, fifth graders, and the remaining eighth graders. They got a view in that order of my erect 14-year-old penis. How did this end? Well, they take you down from the cross. <laughs> no one said a word because everyone averts eye contact. No one's going to look at that. No, I mean, people, sure. even the little kids are like, I have no idea what that thing is. And, th- and since then, nothing's been scary to me. Anything in my life has ever been, aff- I've never been afraid of anything. I mean, it's this also because I'm right a straight past. white man in America, but still. <laughs> um, so that's my Easter story. Jesus Christ posed everybody. I did it. I live the gimmick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, What's, what are you going to do? What, I don't care. What are you going to do? What are you, how are you going to hurt me? I mean, what are you going to do? I Come mean, at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. I mean, you just flashed a bunch of little kids, though. So. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but the guy that played Jesus was at my wedding. He's a great man. Wow. He's, a, he's wow. definitely, in terms of like casting Jesus Christ out of our eighth grade graduating class, he's hands down the most successful. He's a wonderful man. Yeah, because he, he, Super nice. Still ripped. He did not accept, he was drafted by four Major League Baseball teams. He did not sign for any of them because he's like, I'm not. I'm good, and I'll probably play like two or three years in the minors. But then my life is shit. So instead, he went to grad school to help with the education system. What a guy! And he never signed one of the teams he was drafted by, Montreal Expos, now the Washington Nationals. Yeah, all because of your boxers. Nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Anyways, so that's my Sunday pick. Uh, go to a church, 
and watch a boy <laughs> get hung on the cross. No, my Sunday pick uh, is uh, not going to brunch, but since the majority of people listening and reading British Young Things care about brunch, we have a massive uh, where to go for brunch pick. That's my Sunday pick. Nick, what is your Sunday pick? I was going to say the same thing just because just I know it's going to happen. Yeah. I understand completely. Yeah. It's also, the, remember, it's the last day of Awesome Con. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely do that. Uh, there's a, a, a every Sunday there's a show at Showtime Bar this will be the last one called Granny and the Boys and if you ever want to feel good about the world go see Granny and the Boys at Showtime thanks for doing this Nick thanks for having me this if you want to look at his photos you can click on his author page Just, I, I recommend starting with the today's baseball photos I think that's fun mm-hmm. um, also I'm really into baseball and if you're not into baseball whatsoever don't, definitely look at the March photos um, it's not nearly as fun as baseball but uh, maybe a little bit more helpful yeah. <laughs> than uh, helping conservative men make more money. But you never know. I mean, I don't want to judge. Uh, what is coming up on the site? That's fun. I don't know. It's It's been a week. A lot of food stuff. A lot of food stuff yeah. is coming. I have to go to two different food things after got, this. Oh, there's a, we're covering some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff for some plays and things yeah, like it's, that. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun time. DC's really, really yeah. dead in January. It's not dead at all in March and or April. Hey, Jack, I'm going to say this on the air. Uh, I'm my, They're going to rip out the floors in my apartment. We need new floors, so the line could probably put me up for free, right? Oh, sure. Fantastic. Yeah, Come to the beautiful Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. It's a value. they <laughs> got a lot of <laughs> deals here. <laughs> Watch uh, the new Roseanne, everybody. I think we should give that more plugs. The highest rated sitcom in like 20 years. We should probably plug Roseanne a few more times. Uh, and then finally, Songbird, Friday night, 11 p.m. No, thanks. Top 40 mm-hmm. all night long. All night long. Playing all night long by Lionel Richie now. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pay for that, right? Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> and have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.